title insurance helps there uh, quite strongly on those unknowns because the properties are overall, they're quite settled as to the boundaries of those properties. Sometimes what becomes apparent when there is a survey is that everybody's shifted over a couple of Hello and welcome to episode number 11 of Haldeman and Norfolk County Real Estate Hacks. I'm your host, Adam Walker, your friend in the mortgage business. Uh, my team and my partners, we give you the local competitive advantage in today's real estate market. We've got a great episode for you today. Uh, Maria Kinkle, she's a lawyer that uh, that I met with last week at MHN uh, Lawyers. Uh, fantastic real estate lawyer. A lot of really, really good information. We, we're sitting around talking and I thought, you know, a lot of these things I love to learn and I think it's great that everybody else learns as well. So Maria, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Uh, it's a pleasure being here today. Awesome. Awesome. So how, how long have you been a, real, a lawyer for? Uh, so I became a lawyer in 2007. So it's been a few years. Been so. a few years. Probably seen a lot of different things. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, for sure. I couldn't imagine some of the things that, we, that you see. So, but uh, let's go ahead. Let's jump right into it here. You know, we, we've kind of gone through a few things that I said that, that we learned. And, and when it comes to you know legal requirements when you're buying and selling a home, maybe specific to to Haldeman and Norfolk counties, what are some things that buyers need to be aware of? Uh, so one thing we have different pockets in Norfolk County where there are, uh, and also in Haldeman where there are um, gas wells. Uh, okay. So being aware of those. A lot of time knowing whether you have that. Do you get royalties from a gas well company if you're selling? Make sure your realtor is aware of those so that they uh, can bring that information forward in the listing as well. Mm, so, and some people have private gas wells, there's licensing requirements with those. Knowing that ahead of time is always important. Perfect. No, good, good stuff. You know, things in out of town, you know, if you're using an out of town lawyer, they may, may, may have never dealt with those things before. Right. So. Correct. Yeah. Now you're talking about like, what are some benefits, you know, when we talk about local, you know, I'm sure a local realtor would know a lot of those things. What are some other things that, you know, maybe the benefits of working with that local realtor might have? Uh, so we deal with the local realtors almost on a day-to-day -day basis. So we know each other as well. And, a lot of times we provide each other assistance on deals, like if they have something come up on a deal um, that we can help them with the clauses that they need to insert in the agreements and that. So there is a good rapport and the, a good working relationship between the local realtors and the local lawyers. So. So, so on to that, you know, we kind of talked about this a little bit, what, what stage should I bring my lawyer in on my home buying process so a lot of people will come to me when we're doing the pre-approval and say yeah once we get the deal approved and once we've got the offer accepted then we'll pick our lawyer out you know when when is the ideal time to bring my lawyer into the process so a lot of times uh, knowing ahead of time who you're going to have as your lawyer is helpful especially if you're looking at very unique types of properties and uh, such as agricultural properties or where you know there's there are gas wells and that kind of stuff 
And those are things where if we know up front, a lot of times we work with the realtor on clauses. Also, when it's an estate selling property, there's things that we as a real uh, as a lawyer can help the realtor with clauses and that kind of stuff. And those are unique situations where you may very well want to have your lawyer on board right from them before even listing the property. Right. Or if you're dealing with buying an estate property, those are things a lot of times they're on an as is, whereas basis. And those are things that you may want to engage a lawyer earlier on in the process so that when these clauses are inserted, that you fully understand what those clauses mean. Right. We see a lot of those real estate clauses that go into the office. And I think a lot of time nobody really knows what they mean. They don't really look at them. But when, it, when you... You know, until it's too late when you actually need to know what it is, then it, uh, you know, sometimes at that point it's too late. Now, would there be an extra cost? So if, if I say, you know, if I'm buying a house and instead of bringing you in after I've got it approved, is there an extra cost to bring you in to review the offer up front? Uh, so typically we uh, work that into our fees and we have pretty much a, a flat rate fee. So a lot of times that saves us time down the road. Right. Uh, so it's unless it's like, writing the offer basically completely, then there may be some additional fees, but just taking that time to review, it's often built in because it saves us work down the road a lot of times. And, and even if there is a small extra cost, it's definitely a good investment that, that can save you. You know, I'm sure we, we need you after the clause has been written or after the clause is there, it's, it's probably going to be a lot more expensive. So. Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. So when, I, when I'm buying or, or selling a property, how can I maybe protect myself from fraud? That I would go to our local police force. They have some good fraud prevention. A lot of it all comes down to that identity theft stuff. Right. So looking at what our local police force has set out on identity theft and knowing how to protect yourself from identity theft is probably right. one of your most critical parts. Because that seems to be the highest aspect of fraud lately. Mm -hmm. And and also engaging local individuals that know you, know of the realtor and that having those local connections does help because it is a huge fraud prevention thing. Because it is an opportunity to meet your lawyer in person. Right. And your realtor, you're meeting in person. So those type of situations often um, help in that fraud prevention as well. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. The more local we know, the, the more you know it. And sometimes when things seem a little bit too good, but uh, it, it just is, right? So, yeah. now, in terms of liabilities, what are some things that maybe people don't think of when you're buying or selling a home? What are some legal liabilities that you should be aware of? So... A lot of it is if you're in doubt as to whether it's something you need to disclose about the property, let your realtor know so right. that they know. If there's questions about things, talk to your lawyer about them while you're doing it. You're not sure about this. So we can prevent those things. Right. A lot of it is what we call latent defects. Those are things that are not capable of being discovered on a regular inspection of the property. Those are things that are unique about the property. Make sure those are 
people are made aware of that. Right. Because what, those can create a lot of memories. What would what would some some examples of that be? You know, something that isn't that I don't I can't find on my maybe initial inspection of the property. What would some examples be? Well, and some sometimes you have it that there's certain seasonal times where you may experience wetness in your property, those kind of things. If that's something that happens, make sure they're aware of that. Because if you're selling it in a season where there is no uh, wetness, then make them aware. Right. Uh, a lot of times, like you may have a certain sulfur issues around your property, but you have your system up and running. Well, make sure they know that that's important that you have that system or water cleaning system and why you have that. So right. people know that ahead of time. Don't assume they understand it. Right. Uh, so just by seeing the system. Because now, you know, you talk about people that maybe trying, you know, if, if I'm concerned, you know, maybe I've got you know, that, that scenario that you showed, my, my, my house, you know, my basement floods, you know, every spring, you know, when it happens. Um, but I try and hide it as best I can when I, when I list my property. I don't want my, I don't want my buyers to, to know because that's going to um, obviously decrease the value of my home. What happens if, you know, now maybe I've bought the home and, and I talk to the neighbors and they say, oh, yeah, that house floods every spring. What are, you know, how do I, how do I protect myself from that if I'm a buyer? And so, and those kind of things, that is your home inspection. That's where they come in. They often can detect that and where there's those seasonal type of things. They can tell with the testing they do and the things that they are known, uh, they know from properties to weed out some of those issues. Right. So is there an obligation on the seller to disclose that there, that there has been these issues? Yeah. 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 Yeah, perfect. Perfect. You know, so when I'm negotiating that deal, like how do I, you know, how can I ensure that I'm getting a fair deal? And that really is, it helps having a realtor in, um, they know, especially local realtors who know the area, know what properties in the area are going for. They know the unique characteristics of the community that are selling features or maybe that you know are not sometimes compatible so those are things that i find they have a better on the ground knowledge yeah nowadays you can go on house sigma you can do all these different apps and on um, geo warehouse that realtors have they can do all these comparisons it's statistics it's not the feel and touch of the area that they know and um, statistics don't tell everything. Right. No, it's good. It's good to know. No, one of the things that we come into from time to time is the difference between a title insurance and a survey. You know, can you kind of explain the difference between the two and, and maybe when when they should be used? So, title insurance is really to uh, to cover you for unknowns that. Uh, you that a new survey would would reveal to you that's one of their primary coverages that it provides so a lot of times just the time frame to get a survey done 
is not compatible, try to get that done. It provides um, assistance in getting uh, transactions completed in a timely manner. Now, uh, and the key thing is that it's unknown. So if you come to buying a property and the, the you're already aware that there are encroachment issues, you better get a survey. Right. And because title insurance won't help you. Right. And because that's, it, it is known to you. So they don't cover known things to you. So right. then you need to know and deal with it up front so that you make sure that you have the coverage for those encroachments. So that's one of the key coverages. So if the property looks square, it looks like, you know, the buildings are within the limits of the property, title insurance is a great coverage. But where it's evident just from looking at it that you probably have a very big encroachment issue, well, then you better get that survey and make sure that you know how much of the neighbor's garage is on your property right. beforehand. Right. So now if we get into some of those scenarios, like would a survey be, you know, I'm guessing if we're buying a newer, you know, a newer subdivision, maybe in the last few years that that's gone up, we probably have a pretty good idea. You know, you yeah. could run into some of those issues where, yeah, maybe that garage is, you know, or the shed that they built might be over a little bit more. But when you look at some of these, you know, maybe waterfront properties or, you know, older, older neighborhoods where, everything's kind of been there for 50 years and you're not really exactly sure where the survey is and nobody has their survey anymore. You know, how does that title insurance help there? And uh, so title insurance helps there uh, quite strongly on those unknowns because the properties are overall, they're quite settled as to the boundaries of those properties. Sometimes what becomes apparent when there is a survey is that everybody shifted over a couple feet. Those are things that then we can deal with through title insurance and that kind of stuff. Uh, so in those where the boundaries are very settled in the new subdivisions, all those places were built with uh, building location surveys for the approval of the foundation. Those are pretty settled too. You're not going to have one, two, three issues there. And um, a lot of times where even in the legal description, see that you have part lot rather than a whole lot. Those are things that are key things that you would want to get title insurance to make sure, because if you're part of a lot, then you have situations where, where is that boundary between half of this lot versus half of that lot or, and, and has that been properly outlined on title so that there's no issues down the road. Okay. So let's take an example of, I, I you know, I, I've bought a house or that, you know, that the original owners live there. They've, there's a nice shop that's been built on, on, on the property. And a couple of years down the road, we find out that that shop that's been there for 50 years, you know, is two feet over on the neighbor's yard and the new neighbors move in and they're not, you know, they have an issue with it because they want to build a shop in the same spot. And we find out that we're taking up two feet of their, uh, of their property. What happens in that situation and how does that title insurance, what exactly does title insurance do to protect me at that point? So what, and there's different options that title insurance, like the first thing you have to do once you become aware of that 
you typically contact the law firm that was assisting you with it so that they can instigate that title insurance claim. Because typically you have about 30 days from discovery that you need to initiate the claim with your title insurance. So, and then title insurance, sometimes there's, they will actually go to the extent of doing the applications to get a boundary swap, swap done so that you effectively get extra land of your neighbor and, and so that it regulates, uh, regularizes the boundary. And in other situations there, if there's issues with the neighbor, sometimes they pay out a certain amount of a claim. Um, would they deal with removing your shed and replacing it? That depends totally on the circumstances that are there and what would happen. Right. Typically, they don't get into moving buildings around and that kind of stuff. It's more regularizing the boundary or providing your neighbor some kind of title protection for their for the issue that right. they have uh, going forward. So for example, if that neighbor says, you know, you're on my property, you need to buy this property for me. We need to, we need to cut this out. Title insurance is going to take care of that, you know, kind of help out with that, with those costs involved in that. Yeah. And the neighbor may have to get, because where they want to put their garage now, you know, they don't have the, the setback allowance because of your building where it's located. Sometimes you may have to do a variation application with the county to get your and the neighbor to get their building where they want. Sometimes title insurance will come along to pay the costs of that application to get those variations done. So. No, really, really good information. Everybody kind of asks, well, you know, what does this title insurance do? You know, how, how can it ever help me? And um, a great explanation of, of how it can help. It's some, some really, really good examples. So that that's uh, very helpful. And, and, and I think, you know, really, really good stuff here today. I, I really appreciate you joining me. You know, we always like to wrap up, you know, we're local, we're from around here, you know, your, your office is right downtown Simcoe here, you know, let's promote a little local and we're going out for dinner in, 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 in our area where are you going a lot of times we end up at the erie beach terrace room is one of our favorite spots and the barrel's always a great spot as well that's one another favorite spot and you know there's there's the blue elephant there's there's lots of great spots there's uh Absolutely. those are all great spots to hang out uh, so what about for breakfast or a cup of coffee where if you're if you're going out earlier in the day where what's your favorite go-to spot Oh, our new favorite go-to spot is also the Perks out by Boston. Okay. Um, that's, uh, it used to be Divine's, but that um, closed a shop. And then Hoover's Marina is always a summertime favorite yes. for breakfast. That's a great uh, so. Nice. Uh, nice. What about your favorite local festival? There's, there's always, uh, well, the... Um, January 1st celebrations in Port Dover are always great. And um, yeah, yeah with uh, all the Canada Day related stuff out there is always uh, fantastic. We always enjoy that. And then, yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff that always goes along in Simcoe Park. We always like the panorama. Yeah. And then dragon boats that are coming to Waterford again this year. Yes. I've always been involved in that, and that's always a highlight as well for us. 
to awesome. be involved in. Great stuff. Great stuff. Well, I know I learned a lot when I sat with you last week. You know, you came highly recommended from a couple of realtors that I work with locally. I said, you, you got to go meet with Maria. She's, she's fantastic. And, and you definitely haven't disappointed. I really appreciate you coming on today and taking time to, uh, to educate everybody that that's out there that listens. So thanks for joining and, and I appreciate it. Well, thanks for inviting me. I appreciated it. Take care. Awesome. Thanks. A huge thank you to Maria for joining us today. If you are looking to buy, sell, or invest in Norfolk County, give us a call. My team and my preferred partners give you the local competitive advantage.